promised you a 10 second pod, but just like Brian O'Connor, we lied, ladies and gentlemen. Instead, we're going to take up far more of your precious time because the movie men are rolling back into town, riding dirtier than Christina Aguilera at the STD clinic. Ollie Britton, welcome along. How's things with you? Very good, very well. Thank you. Very, very happy to be here. Yeah, good. You're looking good. Did you, how did you drive here tonight? Oh, so fast. Yeah. So furious. <laughs> no, I, Furiously I pretty much did the speed limit and then occasionally 10% over the speed limit so as to avoid tickets if I got pulled over. Yeah, that's the um, maximum you can get both away Both hands with. on the wheel, feeding, not crossing, you know, very, all pretty safe. Well, if you um, have any affiliation to the Fast and Furious franchise whatsoever, you might realise that that is what we're doing in this edition of the pod. Boom. Um, and apparently there were 230 cars destroyed during the shooting of Furious 7, which currently tops the UK box office and is the most recent instalment of the franchise. So, Ollie, mm. what I want to know from you, can you think of another film which has just embraced absolute, unfathomable, <laughs> grotesque, wanton destruction of property? Uh, yeah, I think for this, my it's, it's films, plural. It's basically just any Michael Bay film. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the man loves that explosion. But specifically, Pearl Harbor, I found this, this is pretty interesting, to, to sum up just how much money was absolutely hammered on blowing shit up in Pearl Harbor. The total amount of money spent on production and promotion roughly equaled the amount of damage caused in the actual attack. <laughs> that's an amazing yeah, attack. That's a good quote, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's Obviously, that's good. like production and promotion, but, but you know. But I think of Transformers, how many cars, how many like fake buildings. I know there's a lot of CGI's in there, but um, yeah, probably like Transformers, all those films come to mind. Um, I think it's more than 250, Fast and Furious, <laughs> after seeing it. Yeah. It, it's double that. <laughs> another, another classic with so much destruction in an amazing scene is uh, yeah, in The Rock. Oh, yes. When they're in yeah. San Francisco and he just destroys everything. Hey, dude, yeah. you just destroyed your Ferrari. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> classic. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, to be fair, cars get like blown up more than... Because you do CGI for buildings, don't you? So yeah. Cars take the brunt of Yeah, cars are just like, you all do that. Used to be horses came. back in the day. Yeah, I know. So it's like, pretty better than cars now. I a statistic, but in Ferris Bueller, I can't remember if that actual car has to get wrecked. That really nice car has to actually get wrecked. I think I can't remember the... Really? I remember reading something about that that was like, oh. They probably did it like 20 times. I know, they would have to just get, get another one. Just get another one. And then the head of fries like, there's only 20. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to need 19 of them. But that's um, not my actual one. Okay, go my on. My actual one is... A movie we've actually reviewed on the podcast. Oh, okay. Not too long ago. Oh, hit me with it. Well, it's pretty ages ago. We do these like every six months. Every two years. <laughs> Man of Steel. Yes. Is just. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, it's just a flagrant abuse of a city. <laughs> that is not what a city is designed for. No, no. It just crumbles to pieces. They, they fight basically the the denouement of that film. Superman and the other guy. I can't remember who he is now. Char. Zorg. 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 He, they they fight for about forty five minutes and just level the whole city. <laughs> and they did that with with how do they do that then with like CGI? Oh yeah, CGI. yeah, I know. It's a bit cheating because they didn't actually go Still and destroy that. a lot the of money city. spent on the CGI. Just think like the city of Manhattan has been caned over the course of like movie history. <laughs> Manhattan's not a city. No, oh, is it? <laughs> Manhattan's in New York. But isn't that a city? New York is a city. New York, New York's a state. New York is also a state and a city. And a city. I do apologise. And everyone's just switched off. <laughs> I'm sure Manhattan's a city. No, Manhattan's part of New York. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, Manhattan gets caned. And that's, so hard. this is the Geography Podcast. Yes, welcome to the movie Geography. <laughs> um, there we go. Let's go for a little ride. Go! 
Well, as we mentioned, Furious 7 is the first movie we'll be reviewing in this edition of The Movie Men. So this is the latest instalment of the Fast and the Furious franchise, as we mentioned earlier. And Furious 7 sees Toretto, O'Connor, Letty, Hobbs, Roman and Tej return for some more fast cars, fighting and flipping crazy stunts. Hey. Hey. Thought I was going to swear, didn't you? I didn't. I didn't. Knowing you. <laughs> Tony Harris has long gone, mate. <laughs> the action sees the crew taking Tokyo, LA, London, Azerbaijan and Abu Dhabi all the while hunting and being hunted by Jason Statham's phenomenally superhuman British ex-assassin Deckard Shaw, who's looking for revenge after his brother Owen was left comatose at the end of the previous film. Mm. So, Ollie, let's just kick it off. So, Get in there. obviously, we're going to start on a sad note because the most notable thing about this film, arguably, well, not is inarguably, is that Paul Walker died during the shooting of this film. Yeah. So, does that give it extra re- resonance, especially being a seventh thing in a franchise you know something's yeah, yeah like it's obviously it's obviously quite emotional because um, you know obviously the fact he died during filming uh, and the fact that everyone knows like oh you know watching it like Paul Paul's obviously unfortunately passed away in a tragic accident um, and I think the fact especially relating to you know died in a car crash as well exactly which is which is which is really kind of a horrible twist of irony really that yeah. he died in a car crash but um, yeah and I think they they're, they're very aware of it like I don't think they hide away from it which is a good thing like obviously no spoilers but like the end of the film is quite charged emotionally yeah I, they're I think, saying goodbye yeah. to Paul the, it, the end of the film is saying, a tribute to, to him really, yeah big time, big time I think it's really well handled actually yeah I, I think it is and in terms of the technical stuff of the filming like they did a great job like at no point I'm like oh that's so blatantly CGI that's so like I think they do a really good job in terms of like, I the think you plot, can tell here and there. I think you miss him a lot. I think like, like in terms of the fact that he seems like one of the main protagonists, it feels like he's just hiding a lot in the film. Like he's just one of the gang. He's not yeah. as much like yeah. super central. He's you not could, as prominent as he has been no. in previous films. So yeah. you could tell they were milking the scenes that they actually did have him, mm. like for all the emotion they had. But there were other times I'm like, this would normally seem like you'd see more of him and you don't so but but there's nothing they can do about that yeah I think you can tell in some scenes that it has been done but I do think they yeah. they did a brilliant job they did of, a really good job you know how difficult that must be to reshoot a whole movie pretty much when you're, one of your biggest stars in the movie it, has died in the yeah. making of it rewrites obviously reshooting stuff that's a cost of fortune yeah. and not that easy to worry well that's why it was so delayed for, yeah. for a year as well just so you sure. get it out but I think they handled it well yeah. Um, but it don't, you, yeah you definitely in answer to your question you, you definitely feel the weight of that sadness about Paul Walker as an actor. Well, he was they really hide away. From he that. was very close to Vin Diesel as well. Yeah, and I'm perhaps. sure other members of the cast as well. Yeah, Vin Diesel's been a bit and the whole crew and the di- you know, I mean, I know they're different directors, but you know, there would have been people that probably worked with him for years mm. on it, and would have been very sad to see him go. So, mm. so the, um, the bad guy in this, Jason Statham. <laughs> um, what do you think about his characterization? Because to me, he came across as just your stereotypical English bad guy in a film. Yeah, and they didn't help by calling him Deckard. Deckard. No one's ever been called Deckard. <laughs> they thought, let's give him a... Re- yeah, imagine like, we got to give him a great British name. Deckard, Deckard. Barrington Quince. Yeah, <laughs> That's not his actual Deckard. Deckard they um, might as well have. They may, yeah, they may as well call, yeah. there, There's a scene when they bust in on him, like the whole like SWAT team bust in, yeah. and he's sitting there eating, like, <laughs> eating I don't know, I can't dinner. remember. Is it a roast? It's something. With and a then, glass of with, wine. An enormous glass of wine. He's <laughs> just... Yeah, it's like a nice clarity. Read. Such a decadent, decadent Englishman in but, his castle. But they go two ways, don't they? You're either the super posh bad guy or the really, or the Cockney bad guy. Yeah. And they, he's the Cockney bad guy, but with like the, the things the posh guy would do, like have the dinner. <laughs> they've always they've missed it, even what 
they've gone for. They've got the a Chateau de Chatelet. <laughs> yeah, that he wouldn't be able to pronounce. He almost <laughs> like just stopped short of offering them a glass. <laughs> yeah, true. come, come, Mister Mister Vin Diesel. It's a bit. Of, I mean, I'm not actually since Snatch and Lockstock. I'm not actually Jason Statham's biggest fan, to be honest. I don't yeah. think he's particularly. I don't really like like those really ropey American action movies. Is it was no, in like uh, what was it, like Sh- Crank, 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 and stuff like that. So. In some ways, <laughs> I don't know, I think he's just playing a similar character to what he does now, but he is worth more. He can do more than that. Well, you, you definitely think so, don't you? Yeah, thinking back to Snatch and Lockstock, but he's obviously just been popped into this box now of, like, action hero <laughs> guy, and I'm sure he's more than happy to get paid loads of money to do it, but it's not a breathtaking performance in terms of his acting, and in terms of all the fight scenes, obviously, you know that he hasn't done... None of it's real. <laughs> like, like these, their their fights are incredible. Like, oh, they're unbelievable. But is he, he to me represents this massive fashion in Hollywood at the moment. The unstoppable bad guy. Yeah, it they just keeps make, coming back. Yeah. It keeps coming back, and it's just a bit. I don't know. It's dim my nut a little bit. Yeah, the fact that they. Oh, actually, I actually can't really say that. That'd be a spoiler. We don't want to spoil Can't spoil. Yeah, no. He. Yeah, he is that. He is. He is that. But you have no. We talked about it in Man of Steel before when we, when we um, reviewed that. We talked about it in Iron Man. Yeah. It's just proliferating. And I saw in the in the um, cinema, I saw the trailer for the new Avengers, and that looks like that's just going to be the same exactly thing this super bad. And uh, well, I guess when they're looking for a bad guy, they want to make him badder than other bad guys. It's like, how do you go bigger? Yeah. Make him even harder. Well, that's that's the problem they've got now. I'd, I'd yeah. love to see him just go back to to basics. Yeah, you know no, they I'm did the same in the Hobbit. You know, there's like more unstoppable bad guys. Unstoppable, ridiculous, bad mythical creatures. But we, we've sort of touched on that a little bit, and the set pieces and the stunts are <laughs> mind-blowingly <laughs> unbelievable. They are, yeah. Have they gone too far? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's tough to answer that question because definitely, in one sense, you go, well, yeah, they've gone too far in the sense that I no longer believe it's possible. Like you watch a James Bond. Or, I mean, obviously there are some bad examples, but you watch action and the hope is you sit in a tension where you go, wow, that looks so difficult for me, a normal person to do, but I actually believe an amazing person could could do it. Mm. Whereas in this, you're like... The, uh, the Bourne films are a good example of that. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's incredible, like, it's ridiculous, but I, I still believe it's possible, so I buy into it. Mm. Whereas this, you don't buy that it's real in any sense. However, it's so fun and yeah. cool to watch. The, you, you don't, they've gone so far, you don't really care. So, like, say Man of Steel, I cared that I didn't buy it. Or, like, Transformers, yeah. like, I care that I don't buy any of this. Whereas this, I don't really care that I don't buy that it's real, because it's not about the reality. It's yeah. about it being just so fun. So, like, those are... Like, the amount of car crashes that Vin Diesel manages to survive through without a break of a bone. <laughs> yeah. Like, not spoilers, he falls off a cliff in a car and he's fine. Like, it's, it's obscene. It kind of is a spoiler. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's halfway through. It's a half but, um, okay. last question I just want to ask is, does it retain the spirit of the franchise? It's the seventh film mm-hmm. in the franchise. Obviously, it's quite difficult to, you know, as we said, go bigger and better, change sure. things, be different every time. But does it still have that sort of core that runs throughout? Yes and no. I, I think it is, we were, we were talking earlier about how it's so different to the first one in terms of that implausibility. Like, we'll obviously talk about the first one the archive and it is a lot more believable and realistic and and the, ex- the explosions and the grandeur of the action is nowhere near the same level as you see in the latter films however the fact that I think the biggest thing is it's still all about cars mm-hmm. it's still all about this crew they're like kind of criminals and they're kind of into racing and they're like but they're kind of good guys and they're like that sort of gangster thing of like That's you hilarious. like gangsters mm-hmm. because they're 
like a, the family thing, like family matters. You're like, oh, they're probably not great for society, but you care about them. <laughs> Gangsters like, probably aren't great for society. No, but do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I kind of, I kind of root for them in a weird way. Yeah. So I think they keep, they do keep the spirit of the fact it's fast and it's furious. Like it's so simple. They, they literally spell it out for you in the first one, and you do get that throughout, including this last film. And you don't see ludicrous in other films. You don't. <laughs> it's ludicrous. Why am the ludicrous? Oh, well, he's crashed. just too busy. And unfortunately, Iggy Azalea pops up for no reason. Oh, that was. Oh, so and bad. oh, with like the most unbelievable white was girl wannabe hood. Was it a She's hood from thing? Australia. I know. I was like, she's doing American. <laughs> I, I think, but I think it's like a, it seems a rite of passage yeah. for a rapper to do a Fast and Furious film. So yeah. she was like, I better get it now. This is the last one. <laughs> right, let's rate this. Let's rate this bad boy, Ollie. Okay. Yeah. This is one of those ones where you don't want to be harsh because you like love it. It's that kind of like it's <laughs> yeah. like your dog that is like needs to you need to put your dog down, but you've had it for twenty <laughs> years, so you feel bad about it. This is a terrible analogy, um, but I don't think it's a very good film. It's just not. Okay. It's not a great in terms of substance, but it is enjoyable mm. and it is fun to go watch and just laugh at. So six and a half out of six ten. and a half. That's cool. Yeah. I think the one thing it mainly suffers from is Fast and Furious. The cars were the main cat. Well. Paul Walker and Vin Diesel's, you know, dynamic. That was always the main thing. But then the cars were just to the just below that. They were such a star of the film. Yeah, I feel that, like they've they've gone a little bit too far away from that with their crazy set. Yeah, pieces. you're right. But I do still think it has some of that soul, like I was mentioning, yeah. that runs through the whole thread. And like you say, it's it's very entertaining. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think that if a movie keeps you excited, makes you yeah. engaged and wants to, makes you want to watch it. That's the, that's the key thing job. about it. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be reasonably generous. I'm going to give it a seven. Boom. I think it's, it's alright. Seven for a seven. Seven for a seven, yeah. I didn't think about that. Nice car. What's the retail on one of those? More than you can afford, pal. Ferrari. <laughs> So it's that time of the show where Ollie gets his quiz master hat and cloak on. <laughs> what are quiz masters? Like? I used to be one. I should know. Yeah, definitely not a cloak. <laughs> I will. A gown. I could. I could wrap a cloak. You could. A quiz. Oh, you could. So what have you got for me, Ollie? What are you going to uh, ask me this week? Okay. That I'm not going to get right. Yeah, true. Ollie's <laughs> challenge style. I've attempted to do something different that's probably not that different or that good. Um, no, I've got... Um, Don't worry, I'm not going to get any of it. Right. get any of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, in the theme of Fast and Furious, a lot about cars. In the theme of cars, um, this is a... Car. Car. The theme of car. This is a, a, a quiz-based challenge. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a car... And you've yes. got to tell me what film. You're going to give me a car? I'll give you a whole you car. Absolutely. It's a cheap mate. car. Um, no, you I, should I, see the state of my car. I, I have seen yeah. the state of my car. Being held together by duct tape. <laughs> it, it literally is. Silver car, black duct tape. Good luck. It, it's, a love, it's, a beaut- it's a beauty. Um, I'm going to give you a car. You've got to tell me what film it's from. And for a bit of bonus points. Wow. If you don't get it, I'm I'll then really give you a chance. I'm not a petrol head. No. no. <laughs> but, it's, but it's a good challenge, even if you're not going to get it. So you don't get it. No, also, there's a Top Gear uh, presenter opening spot, so this could be like an audition for it's that. It's an audition if I get for it right. the new class. If you're listening BBC, which I know you aren't, <laughs> because nobody is. Nobody's listening. Um, uh, but if, if you really struggle, once you, I do tell you the film, I'll give you a bonus chance to get some bonus points okay. and say who owns it in the film. Because okay. once you know the film, that, that will help a bit. Okay. Okay, so we'll do that at the end. So number one, the Ford Gran Torino. Ford Gran Torino. Yeah. Probably been in a lot of films. Yeah, yeah but this one's... <laughs> but, but not this one. Ford Gran Torino. So that's your first one. Okay. 
You want, you want to go out for straight straight for that, and then we'll go move on to give number me a two. Clue. <laughs> okay, give me a clue. Coen, Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers. That's a big clue. Oh, okay. So don't no country for old men. Don't just list Coen Brothers. <laughs> don't just list Coen Brothers. It's not going to be our brother, are <laughs> Fargo. <laughs> okay, just list Coen Brothers. No, um, okay, I'll tell you. I'll put you out your misery. Miller's Crossing. No, it's not Miller's Crossing. <laughs> I, well, I think this is a Coen Brothers film. This I really have a lot of egg on my face. Um, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, it is. Big Lebowski. <laughs> the Grand Torino. You knew it was a Coen Brothers film. I, I did, yeah. Um, the Big Lebowski. That's the film. Grand Torino. It's pretty... It's like... Oh, right. So which character owns it? It's, it's quite like one of the... It's like iconic for that character. Oh, okay. So it must be the John Goodman character, whose character name I can't remember. It's obviously not the dude. He's not going to have a car. Does the dude have a car? Um, <laughs> it's written... Can we pause this? <laughs> <laughs> What's John Goodman's character? I can't Duke. remember his name, that's Duke. what I said. Could be Duke. But they wouldn't have a character called Duke and the Duke. This is such a flop. That's such a flop. <laughs> I do apologise. Hold on, I'm going to Google. I do really like that film, but I don't forensically know it. Yeah, no, neither do I. Apparently. We'll edit this out. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, do a, we'll pause and, and, and come back no, in. No, this is staying in. <laughs> this is the best bit. No, you bastard. Wait, I'm going to find it. Is it the, it's got to be the dude. Off. You're not just going to put it. It must be the dude. But the, the dude. The dude. The dude. The dude. <laughs> what is wrong with my brain? The dude the is dude? a dude. Surely doesn't drive. He does. No, he just drives white Torino. Wait, well, it's obviously not that iconic. Question number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's easy. I hope. Okay. Mini Cooper S. Oh, okay, the Italian job. Which one? Mini Cooper S. Um, I guess the more recent one. With Mark Wahlberg. Bingo, yeah. Because okay. obviously it's like the newer... Okay. Yeah. Like I said, not Petrohead, but I'm guessing when you said S, that means like new. Yeah, because exactly. the old one's like a 19... It's called like a 1969 old mini. Like old's in the title. Um, yeah, <laughs> even, even back then. Even back then, they called it the old mini. Um, and whose car is it? Whose cars are they? Michael Caine's car. <laughs> oh, no. Charles. Actually, yeah, Michael Caine yeah, Charles. is in the second Italian job, isn't he? Is he? Maybe he is. Yeah, he is. He's in the so remake. So Charlie's Theron. He better be, because... We could have just utterly ruined this. We, I, mean, Again. I mean, we have utterly I mean, I've utterly ruined this. <laughs> You've ruined it. I do apologise. Okay, I got one. Okay, good. Okay, next one. Okay, this one's like, it sounds long, but this might help. 1961 Ferrari mm -hmm. 250 GT California Spider. So the specificities. That sounds so help. iconic. Yeah. That sounds so iconic. I've got a big clue, but it would really give it away. Okay. Oh, Ferrari Spider. Boom, yeah. Do you know what? I actually think I might know this, but I just can't shoot the top of my head. Let me come back to it. Oh, give me a clue. Go on, give me a clue. I've already mentioned the film. You've already mentioned the film? On the pod earlier tonight? Yeah, or even before we started. No, it was on the pod, yeah. Was it one of the James Bond ones? No, no, not one of the James Bond ones. Oh, wow. Should I give it to you? Yeah, go on. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's why. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. But whose car is it? I wish I knew Carl's, but his dad's. Whose name is? Mr. Bueller? No, it's Mr. Fry. It's his mate's dad. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> Mr. Bueller. Um, yeah, it's because it's his mates, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, It's a yeah, big yeah. trouble. Yeah, Great yeah, film. Yeah. Okay, this one you'll be able to get. This is like, okay, Aston Martin DB5. But wait, so obviously you know... Yes. But you've got to name three of the six films it was right. in. I swear it's in Goldfinger. Okay, hold on. So you, so you just tell the people what, what, what film franchise it's from. This is from James Bond. Hello, James they Bond. already know that. Yeah, good. Aston Martin DB5. Okay, it's apparently so featured in six films. I one of them's got to be Goldfinger. That's Tick. the first time the Aston Martin turns up. You only need three. I reckon it's in Die Another Day. No. Nope. Oh, no. You only get two more guesses. Skyfall. It's in Skyfall. 
Isn't it? No. Oh, no. Damn. You get one more guess there. You can get two out of three. Casino Royale. Yes. Yeah, they went back to originals for Casino Royale, didn't they? I feel right. like it isn't. That's DV9. Oh, is it DV9 in Skyfall? See, I told you. I wish well, I knew Carl's better. Maybe it is, maybe I, it I, is Carl's I feel like it is Skyfall. This information is wrong. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> it's also in Thunderball, GoldenEye, and Tomorrow Never Dies. I was in GoldenEye? Yeah. And to, are you sure it's in Tomorrow Never Dies? Yeah. According to... Uh, uh, into, this in Tomorrow Never Dies, he drives a fire series. I do remember that because he controls it on his phone and it was like the coolest thing Oh ever yeah, seen that was good. Together. I remember watching them at the cinema next yeah. to my dad. Next to my dad. I watched a Bond film with my dad. Can I have one of them please, dad? And he was like, no, but I can. Why are you Scouse? <laughs> well, yeah, I was a Scouse child. It was a tough time. <laughs> Any more? Um, okay, this is, yeah. The Canyonero. Canyonero? That should really... That's in The Simpsons, that, isn't it? There it is. <laughs> you got it, Simpsons. Is it? And who's, whose car is it? Uh, Marge's. Full point! Hey. It's not a complete flop! <laughs> oh so we're the, the TV men. That's it. The TV well, but there's men. a Simpsons film. Yeah, so there is a Simpsons film. Suck a D. There's a Simpsons film. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Canyonera is not in the Simpsons film. No. That's yeah. all getting edited out because it is. I, all my knowledge was terrible there. It's, yeah, but this was a terrible challenge. <laughs> and I, I think it's a good so challenge. About, I think it's a good the challenge. Duke's Gran Torino. I just don't know anywhere near enough about cars, clearly. No, neither do I, hence uh, a lot of research needed in that. Yeah. I thought we should do a car thing. For no, I agree, I agree, I agree. And we embarrass ourselves yet again. Yet so much egg, so much face. That's what we do. Hello? Dominic Toretto. You don't know me. You're about to. So what's the plan, Don? One last ride. So, as Ollie's already mentioned earlier tonight, giving the game away as per usual, for our, for our <laughs> archive film, we're going to be keeping the Fast and Furious theme going, so we're going to take you back to where it all began. Mm. The very first film of the franchise, The Fast and the Furious, from 2001. So that was the first movie to see Connor, O'Connor see O'Connor and Toretto's paths cross, mm. um, with the former at that time employed as an undercover cop sent to investigate several truck hijackings by infiltrating the street racing gang headed up by the latter. Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster, who appear throughout the series, also appear in the first film, along with Rick Yoon. I think it's Yoon. Yune? Yune? Yune! Yune! Who's that? Who's Rick Yoon? Rick Yoon, as Toretto's nemesis. Yeah. Yeah? He plays the head of the other, the rival gang. Yakuza. The rival gang. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they're the greasers and the... Uh, no. <laughs> terrible joke yeah, yeah, anyway so dude this was the film that kicked it all off mm. so why has this franchise been so embraced right it's, it's done over three billion dollars in the box office that. three billion what do you mean you read it I did the research man yeah I also did some research <laughs> three billion three billion so why is it why has this franchise been so embraced three billion <laughs> um, I it's, it's, it's tough it's one of those things it's like when a video goes viral no one can say why but it has and mm. Fast and Furious went viral I guess I think, like, there's that old formula that, like, I guess guys like cars and hot girls. Like, the amount of time on, on screen, <laughs> on screen, you see, like, just a, just a burp to some girl in underwear. That's pretty with much, Incredible yeah. body. And then it, like, pans to a car, and then back to the girl, and then the girl's getting covered in soap suds, <laughs> and the car's driving fast, and then back to the soap suds. <laughs> and all the men are just like, this is good. <laughs> it's like, this is enjoyment for me. Gonna need more suds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I guess there is, it's a pretty blatant formula for like, enjoyment for men. But um, 
And but there's good action and it's kind of fun. And as we were saying earlier, like I think in the first film they do set up a, a good story and you do like the characters. It's it's enjoyable to see that relationship with Paul Walker and Vin Diesel's characters. Yeah, that that um, pretty well. Yeah, and it? it's like you know, one's a cop, one's a criminal, and and they kind of become friends. Mm -hmm. I know that's again, there's nothing not necessarily that new about yeah. it, but. It's enjoyable. There's, there's nothing original to it, but it's no. got a bit of heart, doesn't it? Doesn't really, heart. you know. It, it's, it's almost so cheesy that it's, you're like, yeah, it's cheesy, but it's true. You know, all the cheesy things. Like, there's that great line when he goes, "If I win, I get the money and you respect." And they go, "Ha ha ha, respect." And he goes, "That's worth more to some people." <laughs> and those sort of lines like litter the film, like right to the end. Vidal's talking about how like family's the most important thing. But you're like, yeah. I guess that's kind of true, and there's something quite sweet about that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's yeah. heart. There is heart. There's heart and soul. I guess the fact that they didn't have such big budgets to start off kind of made it better. Yeah. And you know, Paul Walker wasn't the biggest name in Hollywood at the no. time. Vin Diesel was quite big at that stage. Yeah. Still. But um. But but he was really the only massive name in that, wasn't he? Really. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of any like none of them are that huge. Well, 2001 was Michelle Rodriguez quite big by that point. I, I think she's sure. been around, but she's never like you never think of her as like your you're not like a massive A-lister. Mm. You know, she's not up there. With, she's not the Oscars. Mm. You know, so. Maybe she did get. I apologise if you had a lovely time this year at the Oscars, but <laughs> so not winning any. Um, so yeah, and then uh, going through them all, I guess people just enjoyed going back to it in that mm. sense of it being a series. Them going like, maybe it's going to be crap, but I have to see mm. it. Like I've got to see it. It's just pure entertainment. But there was there yeah. was a lot there was a lot of cheesiness in the original one. The acting was bad, which kind of you know that <laughs> makes it a bit more endearing. It's endearing. As well. yeah. It's not it's not that polished, but kind of is no. cool at the same time. But it's not trying to be. That's the thing. It's not. You you, you don't annoy that it's trying 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 to be superstar. You're like, oh, mm. get over yourself. You're like, ah, oh, you're just pretty. Mm. You're just rather the muck, but kind of enjoyable. <laughs> you know. And like I mentioned, the first the uh, the previous one, the cars are as much a star yeah. as, as the main characters are as well so that and I guess it came out at the, at the time when those computer games were big and that hard, Need whole kind of thing was, was huge really exotic so yeah. it kind of just souping up cars and racing them illegally is like a cool thing yeah yeah don't do it at home don't, don't ever do that um, <laughs> but, but yeah it's true and I think everybody fancies themselves as a bit of like a racer really they get behind the wheel you're like yeah. Yeah, I could if I had some nos yeah there's some I, I guess it appeals to you know like you said that base romanticism about you know hitting the open road in your big Ooh. loud fast car with your big loud fast woman hey big, loud, fast woman um, and your suds and your so many so many suds get the suds and music <laughs> just music and suds <laughs> they have the best time yeah. and loads of rappers in it as well rapper, rapper. they're funny Ludacris. and they're cool and it's just but yeah. you know it spawned six sequels so and that's at that stage watching the first one you couldn't imagine it would ever become what it has become now where it's just I mean, I, insane action. I would love to go back and ask them and say hey guys you know this is going to have six sequels they'd be like mm. no no it's it's not mm. I think for for members of our generation it's a real big thing as well yeah you know it's it's sort of the franchise has managed to stick around yeah. and really like we said had that appeal so you know I'm kind of you know, I, I got a lot of nostalgia when I rewatched the first one yeah, again. It was yeah, like, you know, exactly. it took you back to that time. I guess that's what people, you know, that's what people want a lot of the time yeah. in the films. So. Nice to do that. Right. Let's rate that first movie out of ten. Boom. Um, again, it's, it's it's hard to be horrible, but it's not a great film for me in terms of like get out substance. Like the acting's not amazing. The characters not incredibly three dimensional. The plot's not out of this world. So it's nothing. Groundbreaking, but it is fun, it is enjoyable. You can't help but love it, and that nostalgia effect, I can't ignore it. So, yeah, I'm going to give it like a 7 out of 10. Okay. 
I think it has something intangible that is just sort of just comes out through you know when a film hits the mark and it gets a lot of things right even it doesn't have to be the most complex the most well acted yeah. the best shot the highest budget thing I just think it has a real good soul to it like I mentioned yeah. earlier and just has a real appeal on that level and while it's quite basic it's managed to spawn six, fran six fran other franchises and people seem to like it and I'm one of them so and this is one this is my favourite one of the franchise and I'm going to give it a 8.5 good for you good for me that is high good for the Fast and the Furious good for the Fast and the Furious Go. Try Fat Burger from now on. You get yourself a double cheese with fries for two ninety five, faggot. I like the tuna here. Bullshit, asshole. No one likes a tuna here. Yeah, well, I do. Watch your so, this weekend, there's a few films going to be on Terrestrial if you can't be bothered to go to the cinema and watch Fast and the Furious 7. Mm -hmm. Or just Furious 7, sorry. Furious. So, Ollie, what's, uh, what's on the box if you're staying in? coming up this weekend well I'll tell you we mentioned it already The Born Identity the very first yes and that well known and let's face it awesome. pretty good trilogy yeah and, and isn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's you know like if you're looking for realism because uh, I know so much about the, the assassin world yes yes yeah. <laughs> it, it comes across as <laughs> a kind of more you know no there's yeah. less planes falling out of the sky it's it, the, certainly the first one it's gritty and raw enough yeah. that yeah you, you buy into it as in like mm. this is plausible mm. it's not trying to be like it's all about the character and, and it's a great it's a great story when's that one? and that is coming at ITV2 Friday at 9pm so cool. if you're not out boozing I do love that I love the whole franchise yeah whole I, think, I do think the first one same franchise a lot today yeah it's the Amer franchise crazy yeah. Yeah. franchise crazy um, and then uh, Saturday the day after Friday, the same time, 9pm, ITV4, yeah. even better channel. I was ripping um, it. Born of the... F on the born, born, born Supremacy. Of, born of Supremacy. <laughs> um, and then, shocker, Sunday, it's it. No. Um, <laughs> born on the 4th of July. Okay, yeah, Tom Cruise. That, that guy. Playing a Vietnam guy, War vet. The man who's done most films ever, apart from Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's catching up. But he's always the star. Samuel L. Jackson's always some supportive guy. He just turns <laughs> up and says, Can a brother just deal some drugs? <laughs> doesn't always say that. But he does. First date. He does say a lot of times. Um, and then uh, Sunday at 7.20, Channel 5. Great channel. Channel 5. Is this going to be some softcore? <laughs> softcore porn. There is some softcore porn in this, actually. Is there? Ace Ventura Pet Detective. It's not super soft. Like... <laughs> What something that's soft, feather soft form. <laughs> yeah. When he's um, railing, uh, I think it's Monica. Railing. <laughs> it's a liberal mon use of the word railing. <laughs> is it, is it um, yeah. Courtney um, Cox. Courtney Cox. Yeah, she's in it. And all the animals oh, yeah, are going nuts. And they're like shielding their you eyes. You see some legs. You see that's, some that's legs. Some feather soft corporeal. As a Victorian man, I'd, uh, I'm very excited to see if, some legs. If, for a Victorian man, that would be hardcore. <laughs> Like seeing yeah. a, a, like a, a little toe was 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 softcore born for the Victorians. Um, uh, oh yeah, this is so yeah. That's what's on the TV. Okay, I'll tell you what's on the internet. Do <laughs> everything. Let's do some everything. Way, way Any more film. Loads of legs. Loads of fucking can't porn. move for legs. <laughs> All the legs, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, news, 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 news. Big news. Um, Josh Whedon. He's popped up in the news. Joss it? Whedon. Joss, that's what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joss Whedon, the uh, Avengers director. Yeah. So he's also founded Buffy. Founded. Founded. Devised Buffy. Franchised Buffy. <laughs> franchised. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Buffy franchise. Buffy franchise. Yeah, he's, he's, he's slammed Jurassic Park. 
Why? Um, in his feminist way. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, the new Jurassic World. Oh, Jurassic World. Yeah. In his feminist way. Yeah, he's he's a well-known feminist. I don't see too many male feminists around me. You? you don't. I think that's what the feminists would say is part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably a big part for them. Just, um, just lots of chauvinists. Yeah. Especially in Hollywood, <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's it. Um, well, and, that, this, and he is, is um, slamming the dynamic between the uh, the main two characters. Oh, yeah, I saw this. I saw this, this actually. Pratt yeah, I've forgotten her name. There's like a clip. There's like a clip of it. And a classic bit of flirty banter. Yeah, like flirting in the most embarrassing... It's like high school flirting. Yeah, and he's ac- accusing it of being like... Sort of the 70s dynamic of like he's a girl who's not sexually liberated and you need a strong man to no it's not black exploitation but I'm sure that's in there no it's probably not but um, but they did like that in the 70s didn't they yes they did some titles and sexism certainly can't apparently. say um, so it was like 70s sexism to be fair it, it is pretty the, the flirting is the dynamic good. is like that run of the mill just, just don't worry about it mate just oh, don't worry no. about it it's not that bad is it I didn't think it was again that I think feminists say this is about the problem <laughs> Girls, don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, other news. Other, other news. news. Uh, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen is set to play a talking clock in Beauty and the Beast. And he'll so Disney are doing, doing a live-action version of Beauty and the Beast. Ooh. Emma Watson's playing Belle. So okay. it's definitely going to be worth watching. Well-known feminist. Well-known feminist. This thing go. Apologise for cutting out. No, <laughs> I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> come full circle. Tied them together. Come all the way full circle. Yeah, Ian McKellen playing a clock. Yeah. Um, I wonder how he's going to find the right characterization to get <laughs> into that that character, uh, which is well known. It's soon to be midnight. Which are well known lines from the Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, dialogue in that film is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Gannon, again, uh, Ian, you need to say the actual lines there. Okay, I'd love to think he's that. like his actual character in extras, where he does yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they think we've got all up to do. Clock, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> you shall not. <laughs> don't ring bell. I don't know. What are clocks do? Tell the chime. chime. You shall not chime. <laughs> and then yeah. back to clock, tick, 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 tick. What do you think is more exciting, having sex or stealing cars? Having sex or losing cars. Um. Oof. Uh, well, uh, how about uh, having sex while boosting cars? Yeah, that's a good line. So after we've offended a lot of people, let's try and bring it back. Feminists mainly. Anyway, um, let's end on a more sombre but poignant and... Uh, tributey yes. end to the film. Franchise. Film to the film <laughs> to the pod to the franchise. <laughs> Already lowered the tone. Uh, yeah. We're going to do top five. Well, I'm going to do my top five. Um, and the top five posthumous performances in honor of Paul Walker's in performance Paul Walker. in Fast. Uh, sorry, in, in the many Seven. Fast and Furious films. Yeah, but he yeah. wasn't dead until last one was made. So true. Yeah. So in Furious Seven. I mean, I love Paul Walker. Specifically because of these films, so I'd have pretty put him in there, but yeah. he's going to be ineligible. We've talked about him enough tonight. Yes, We've talked he's, about he's an honorary top five, definitely. Yeah. Okay, who have you got for me, Cal? So, coming at number five. Coming at number five, yeah, let's go. Okay, this one is, this is more of a nod. This is more of a lifetime achievement. <laughs> yeah, like a like, yeah, Because yeah. in this film, he doesn't really do that much. But I'm going to go with Desmond Llewellyn okay. playing Q in The World Is Not Enough. Oh, okay. Because... Yeah. 
You know, he was great throughout the whole James right. Bond series. It's not series. necessarily him in that film, but yeah. overall, he deserves a... He barely, yeah. he barely features in And he own. died in the filming of it, did he? I think he died in a, of a car crash during the filming of it. Oh, he he certainly it. died before the film was released. And yeah. But interestingly, they sort of... Um, <laughs> I'm upset they predict his death, but they... They kind of do that, don't well, they? Well, they make the progression in that film. So yeah. R comes in, the John Cleese character R comes in during that film, yeah, which, which is, is quite impressive. Did they do that after... No, they can't have done Yes, they did that before he died. But he was, you know, he was very old at the time, Desmond. Yeah. I think he was pushing 90 when that How many of the films out. did he done? Oh, God, he was in every single one from with Russia in Love, wasn't he? <laughs> I yeah, don't so he think he was in Doctor No, but he was in every single one subsequently, I believe. Yeah, Could he be deserves wrong. the Lifetime Achievement top So I thought, you know, yeah, he deserves the Lifetime Achievement award for that. Um, coming at number four. Coming at number four, uh, only because I'm not a massive fan of this genre of films. Yeah. It should be higher because the guy's an absolute legend of cinema, but... I'm going to go with Bruce Lee in Enter oh, the Dragon. Bruce Lee. So obviously, the martial arts film... He was a titan. Is that with Chuck Norris, that one? That they, uh, they didn't finish? I'm or not sure End of the Dragon has Chuck Norris. Like I said, I'm not a massive fan of those films. You mean Why of I the Dragon? Where he, <laughs> no, no. He fights him in Why of the Dragon. <clears throat> yeah, so it's one of those two Chuck Norris. No, he fights Chuck Norris in Way of the Dragon, Yeah, because we know this from that quote, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen Way of the Dragon. I've seen End of the Dragon. Yeah, great, great but martial years artist. Years ago. Great, did so much yeah. for cinema in, in terms of martial yeah. arts films. Terrible tragedy yeah. that he died, and yeah. a lot of that was um, he was dead when it came out, didn't it? A lot of that footage in Enter the Dragon. Yeah, Enter the Dragon. So, yeah, hence I'm doing posthumous movies. Now. Oh, I'm just, you know, <laughs> just so you don't, if you don't understand what posthumous means, I'm still wrapping my head around it. You, you, yeah, it means you're in a film after you've died. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, through magic. Um, but he, yeah, like I said, I've seen, I've seen Enter the Dragon. I wasn't, I'm not a massive fan of martial arts and all, but that is a cool film to watch. And if you yeah. like, Action, you like set pieces. And if you like, like Bruce Lee, and check him out. Yeah, if you like, if you like martial arts films, it's definitely that's the definitive one, really. Yeah, Enter the time. Dragon. So, that's, coming to number three. Coming to number three, uh, one of my favourite films. I'm sure it's one of yours. I'd say this is the last truly great. F- no, Lord of the Rings. But before Lord okay. of the Rings, this is the last truly great film I can think of to like stand in the pantheons. Is okay. Gladiator, mm-hmm. and it's Oliver Reed. Oh yeah, that's a good one, Oliver Reed. So it was very similar to the Paul Walker situation. They yeah. used a lot of he CGI died during. Yeah. yeah, he died during the film. They used a lot of CGI. Shadows and dust. Shadows yeah. and dust. And and that's kind of you know that's again seamless. They did a brilliant job in the CGI in that film throughout. You yeah, know, yeah, recreating the Colosseum. That was old. Thing. 2000. Yeah, that's like 15 years ago. But Oliver Reed, you know, that's another kind of lifetime achievement award. But he's still really good in that film. Yeah, and he's a great character because he's the slave owner. Yeah, and he has he has so many great bits with great uh, lines. Maximus. Great lines. Oh, great character. He's an crazy, incredible actor. Massive yeah. chauvinist. So again, apologies, <laughs> yeah. to Emma, if you're listening. So that's honouring. I mean, he was like notoriously <laughs> hilariously so. Yeah, and good thing mates with Keith Moon used to do crazy stuff together. That he was a real drunk. <laughs> Your classic drunk actor. I know you've offended addicts as well. Just he's such offensive man. No, but he was a, notoriously he'd get drunk on TV and stuff. But that's that's a great movie and oh, a yeah. really good performance from him in it. Yeah, definitely Lots specifically that film. He yeah. was great in it. Specifically that. Well, he's great in a lot of things as yeah. well. True. Bullseye coming in at number two. Number two. Uh, this, you know, the t- the top two are kind of interchangeable. Yeah, well, there's one I'm waiting this, for, which I feel is well, coming. This is this is the one that was more recent. Okay. And I'm only saying it because, you know, sometimes... I'll get to the other one in a second. Anyway, number two, Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. That's what okay. I was waiting for. That, you know, this is... The film was so anticipated because of his mm-hmm. performance. He is superb in it. Yeah, he won, is. Won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. He was, fa- he was amazing in it, and... 
I do think he was a little bit overhyped his performance. Probably, you know, because he died, there was a bit of bit more groundswell of opinion yeah. towards it. But it still doesn't take anything away from the fact no. that it's a fantastic performance and deserves the accolade of yeah. number two in my list. <laughs> you, you, you know this, that I so agree with you. I think it's an incredible performance, but yeah, not maybe... What it's cracked up. Not quite the, hi- the it was hyperbole like, yeah, yeah. Uh, of it. But, 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 but you know, it was mm. a tragedy because he was a good actor and yeah. he died. And it seemed like he was peaking at that point. Mm. So I think the great shame was like, who knew what he could have gone on to do afterwards. Yeah. Coming in at number one. Number one, it's we're going back a long time now. Here we go. But this guy had to be on the list. And because of who it is, I had to put him number one. <laughs> James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. Because... It's James Dean. He's I the first of the like, famous actors that, that died. So and, young. Yeah. What was he, like 21, 20, 22? 25. 25. He'd only done three or four films. I don't know. He might be, he might, no, he might, he might be like 23 really or young, something. Man. I think he was really young. He died in 1955. Yeah, and he'd only done like three or four films. And this was... Yeah, and he it was died. really soaring. Like, it was like James yeah. Dean. It was like a big but deal. He became a legend... In a way, probably none of the other actors have become because of his death. Well, no, I suppose Bruce Lee did as well, to a degree. Yeah, actually, that, you know, and Heath Ledger, they've all become yeah. mythologised. Yeah, they But have. I guess James Dean more than any, any other. Yes. He, he's like, that. yeah, he's like that iconic yeah. case of somebody that's he's, become more he, famous after being dead. Yeah. He's that unfulfilled potential, what could have been. Exactly. American so dream. so young. And, yeah. Um, and also back then as well, it was like... These great act- it didn't seem like there's so many films and great actors, and I know mm. film industry was huge, but he was like a real young up and coming talent, so it was like really crushing, I think, wasn't it? For the yeah. industry. A few notable examples. Go on. Uh, no, yeah, sorry, some notable mentions who didn't quite make the list. Natalie Wood in Brainstorm, yeah. River Phoenix, you know, he. Oh, of course. He had a movie uh, called Dark Blood, I believe. I can't remember off the top of my head. But River Phoenix, uh, he had a movie that came out after he died. Mm. Uh, Clark Gable did. Whitney Houston did. Yes. Uh, any others you can think of off the top of your head? Um, oh, um, obviously we reviewed it oh, two pods ago. Yes. Um, <laughs> Gandolfini. No. No. Um, <laughs> well, Gandolfini was an example, though. Gandolfini. Yes. In uh, thing. No. Yeah. Well, you mean thing Jiggy, Um, Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. In the most wanted man. Our least listened to episode, in fact. Was it? Yeah. Well, so people obviously didn't mind Say that. about him. Yeah. But he was a fantastic actor. Yeah. Like and also uh, Hunger Games. That's, uh, that was... That, that, that was still the one coming well. out with him. Will he be in Final that last one? I believe he's in it. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he is. So you said James Gandolfini. yeah. And Richard Harris, who was in um, uh, Gladiator as well. He died before the making of Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets. Oh, of course, they um, played yeah. um, Dumbledore. Yeah, and was replaced by Mark Gambon. Gandolfini more known for his Sopranos, probably, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Still, though, very, very certainly. good actor. That was a definitive role, but, you know, he did movies as well. Indeed. True romance. Great top five, Callum. Thank you. Mm. I liked it. Mm. You're tearing me apart! What? You, you say one thing, he says another, and everybody changes back again! That's a fine way to behave. Well, you know who he takes after. Oh! Well, that's it from us, guys, so thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch, email us at themoviemenatlive.com or tweet us at themoviemenshow. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, and, you know, I'm sure we are... We are nobody, so it doesn't matter, but obviously we'd like to dedicate the episode to Paul Walker, who's yes. given me a lot of joy throughout my life. Not a gay way. Had to sully it, didn't I? But <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, no, Paul me Walker's too. work. I'm so. very proud to tribute this to Paul Walker with you. Yeah, absolute tragedy that he died. 
Yep. Shame. So dedicated to him. To Paul. To Paul. Uh, and everyone else, remember you can listen on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes if you want to get every episode. So feel free to listen either way. Uh, SoundCloud, we can see how many listens we get. iTunes, we can't. So yeah, do SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. Or iTunes, I don't mind. Anyway, goodbye, Ollie. Cheers for coming down, man. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Hopefully one of these days we're going to get one of the other movie men back in the pod. <laughs> I missed them all. <laughs> I didn't miss them at all. But uh, no, This is big news for the listeners. We've got a new... Possibly a new edition a new coming up next time. Movie men, man. A, a new, new movie a new, man. A newbie man. A newbie man. Yeah. Coming your way. Listen up. Hopefully, if he ever turns up, supposed to be here this week, didn't turn up. Then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, more spoilers from you. So, yeah, sorry. Goodbye, mate. See you next time. See you next time, bro. And for you guys at home, as Ollie always says, live your life a quarter pounder at a time. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs>